Welcome back to the No Wristbands We Drink for Free. I'm your host, Mark Joyner, and I'm excited to tell you about our newest guest uh, on this week's episode, Snow Ellet. Snow Ellet is the indie emo punk project of Snow, which started, as most great ideas do, as a way to entertain himself and his friends. His friends quickly recognized that there was something special going on with these songs and encouraged him to put them out into the world. It quickly caught on with people in the indie emo punk underground, and probably to him, he was reviewed by Pitchfork. Snow joins us today to talk about how the ride has been over the past couple of years and talks about the inspirations behind his forthcoming EP, Glory Days, which is out June 10th. Snow Out will also be performing on June 15th at Beat Kitchen, and tickets are on sale now. We hope to see you out there. Thanks again to Snow for taking the time and being such a great hang. As always, we are No Wristbands. We drink for free. Uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram or Twitter, we are at No Wristbands. So we are joined today by uh, Snow from the band Snow Ellet. How are you doing today, Snow? I am good. I'm sitting in a parking lot because it's too loud at home. (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) I hate when that happens. Uh, Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're we're very excited to sit down and talk with you today. Uh, We like to always ask people like how they got their start in music. So if that's a good place to jump in, let's jump in. Sure. uh, well, I started taking guitar lessons when I was 10. I'd kind of dabbled in piano and drums before that. Um, but I mean, I don't know. It started with like ACDC covers when I was like 10. And uh, I joined my first band, which is a cover band when I was 12. Shout uh, out to all the cover bands out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I actually was in one in high school too. We made like this for some money. But anyway, um, yeah, we... Um, we were a band probably from when I was like 12 till 14. And then I joined a band that was doing like all original music, but it was like a butt rock band. Uh, <laughs> like very, like Foo Fighters and Chevelle were like the main sources of inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, which funny enough, as I've gotten older, I like am more fond of those bands. Cause at the time I really didn't have much interest in that kind of music, but now was like, that just like breaking. <laughs> Was that just like, hey, I want to be in a band? Uh, how do you, if you didn't like the kind of music or it wasn't like what you gravitated towards, how'd you end up in the band? Um, well, I like was mutual friends, or you know, I had a, I had a couple buddies that were in that band already, and I was kind of tired of playing like Journey covers, because mm-hmm. um, you know a lot changes when you're between the ages of twelve and fourteen. <laughs> For sure, um, you know, it's a long time. Two years is a long time at that point. So like. Yeah, I, I was like, nah, man, I'm tired of playing Journey covers. I want to, like, rock. And they rock. And I was like, cool. Like, I don't really care what kind of music it is. Like, I just like to rock. And I played guitar in that band. I wasn't a, a vocalist at all until I started this project, really. Snow is burned out on Journey covers by the age of 14. Yeah. <laughs> Some, it takes it takes uh, grown people their whole lives to get burned out. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I was going to say, I think Some I'm, never get I'm there. still in it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still yeah. in it. Oh, I'm gonna get. I'll get back to that point. I think that's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's really sc- where it all started. Was it scary to be like, "Hey, I'm gonna put out music on my own, and I'm gonna sing now"? When you hadn't done that before. Um. Well, I kind of had a soft entrance. I had like a a, a band that kind of two bands that kind of failed before that. Um. One of which just like went down in flames, and the other basically COVID ended it. And that when I was like sharing lead singing duties mm-hmm. um, and that was sort of like, I guess, like the snow template, like I developed a lot of like what 
I guess it, people on like r slash emo might call my sound or something <laughs> um, from that band because you know I don't know like I guess it just happened that way but um yeah I, I was a lot less terrified of it than maybe I am now only because I didn't think anyone was going to listen to the suburban indie rock star AP um, and so I kind of just did it the way. And thank you uh, I I really I think to some I'm genius might be the best song I've ever written like still I don't know Maybe that's like shooting myself in the foot. But <laughs> I, I like that song a lot, but um, yeah, yeah, I, I I wasn't terrified at all because I didn't think I was even going to really play shows, and then um, things happened, and I had to like play shows. <laughs> yeah, so let's let's talk about that. So you you've been in bands that that I, I don't want to say like you've made it in Snow Outlet, but you've gotten a level of of notoriety that you probably didn't get in the other ones. Did it feel like? when you were making it like, yes, this is my intention is for people to hear this. Or is this like, Oh, this is just to amuse myself. Um, Oh God, that's a great question. Um, I honestly have never really had much intention of anyone, like really giving that much of a shit to, to be frank. Um, but I, I guess I have the mindset of like, if anyone, if anyone likes it, then that makes me really happy. Mm-hmm. Makes it even better but I'm, I'm also someone who's very content just making music kind of for me and my friends or me and anyone who, you know, local people, whoever cares, you know what I mean? So the fact that anyone cares at all is like actually really cool. Yeah. I, I can imagine that has to be a really surreal feeling when like all these people, people you don't know are like, Hey man, I really dig this thing you put out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is legitimately bizarre. I played a show, my friend Colleen, um, is in y- y'all know thank you i'm sorry mm-hmm. yeah so yeah they're they're in thank you and they have a solo project and i've been more or less like playing with their solo project and we played a show with uh they're like a screamo project it's called your arms or my cocoon or something like that i don't, I don't remember the <laughs> it's a cool name i i i yeah I, I always i get lost with like the names of mm-hmm. bands and like screamo bands sometimes it's just like a whirlwind but uh, like the lead singer of that band came up was like, oh, like Snow Wallet, I love your stuff. I was like, what? Like, what do you, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like, not that that's like a big fame moment, but it's just weird, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, we, I, we, I, we've already had uh, two of our guests on our shows that uh, noted Snow Wallet as, as their, you know, some of their favorite music. That is so bizarre. That <laughs> just makes me like, not that it makes me feel weird, but I'm just like, oh, thanks. You know, I'm just like not used to that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Sure. Yeah. Um, one of them was Julia from Rap Boys. I don't know if you're a, a fan of theirs or not or aware of their. Yeah. Rap Boys like. rips. Um, I <laughs> can't say I know them like personally super well. I know they mm-hmm. came to the Suburbanity Rockstar uh, release show last year. Cool. Which was yeah. sick. Yeah. But they're, they're, yeah. that band is so cool. I'd love to play a show with them. I think that'd be really fun. All right. We'll see what we can do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, so when we're kind of jumping ahead here, but you, you were for, you were lucky. We were lucky and you were generous enough to let us listen to the new EP, um, which is coming out oh, yeah. by the time you hear this, it'll be coming out June yeah, 10th. June 10th. Uh, uh, was that more difficult than the first one? You always hear people say like first album you have your whole life for second one can be a bit of a challenge. Did you feel any like extra pressure? Like, you know, you went, you signed with a label and People, you knew people were going to listen, <clears throat> excuse me, where people are going to hear it this time versus before you're like, and eh, if I make it and some people listen to it, that's cool, but I'm just kind of making it for myself. Um, 
I mean, yeah, it, I don't want to say it was more difficult because like, I, I guess for me, music is like pretty second nature-y, which is why I feel like I, I end up writing sort of like, I have like five different songs and I kind of just write five different <laughs> songs a million different ways. But uh-huh. like, um, um, is yeah, that why the EPs was, are five songs? Um, no, that's, yeah. that's coincidental, but that is a really good, that, you're right about that though. Maybe that is why, <laughs> but, um, one of each, <laughs> one of each, I got one of each template. Um, no, but yeah, I think this time was a little bit more difficult, but I think the more difficult part was like whittling down which songs we were going to use. Cause I think I submitted like, or submitted sounds so formal, but I showed, mm-hmm. um, Zach and Fred from wax, like maybe like 12 or 13 songs. Um, and they kind of came back and they were like, Hey, you know, we like these four. And I was like, great. Can we tech this other one on? And they were like, phenomenal. And we were off to the races. Basically. <laughs> nice. um, yeah. So it was the creation of it was not necessarily super difficult. It was more so just like, I don't really know what to put on this, but yeah. So when huh? you have that process, this might be like a little inside baseball, but like you give them the five songs and you have like seven other songs you've written is there, are there plans to release those? Or are you like still tinkering with those? What does that look like? I don't know. I think I honestly think that that might be, I'd love to go. I haven't even listened to those songs since we decided on these five. I like kind of just have them in a folder somewhere, but I'd like to go back and listen and see if there's like maybe a reason why it wouldn't have worked for this EP or like how it could work, you know, how I could change it to work later. Cause I did like some of the other stuff as well. Now that I think about it, I, don't know, I haven't thought about it in a while. You got <laughs> yep. me thinking, I'm like, what should I do with this? Um, I'd love to see some of them return. Though. I, th- I thought there was some cool stuff on there. Well, you added two songs to the first EP, so maybe you need to add two to this later on. Yeah, I, that actually would be kind of sick. I like deluxe editions. I think it's a really cool mm-hmm. one. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, how's how's it, just, how's, how's it been working with Wax Bodega so far, your, your label? It's been good. Um, I really like Zach and Fred. Um, they're both like attentive and just easy to get along with. And um, they seem to care about like what I'm doing. You know, mm-hmm. like, hey, I have like little because you know I'm I'm pretty much the smallest artist on Wax. So like sometimes mm-hmm. I'm a little maybe meek or a little shy and to like bring up my concerns or something. And you know, I'm like, I know you guys are on the other line with Hot Mulligan, but uh, you know. <laughs> Yeah. No, but like no, they're 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 pretty great. They've been they've been about the vision, and they didn't like make a fuss or like make or like not to make a fuss, but they didn't like try to like make me write something either. Like they didn't try to like be like, hey, write something that sounds like the summer genius. Like they kind of just yeah. like let me submit. Give us a hit. Going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, which which was cool. So. So you with with it being an easier barrier of entry now to get people to listen to your music, whether that be like SoundCloud or Bandcamp, people don't necessarily need a record label. And and the first Snow Owl EP, Suburban Indie Rockstar, you didn't even have one. Uh, what was the thought behind like going with the label this time? Like, how did that process present itself? Did you when you started making new music again, were you doing it with the idea like, oh, yeah, I'm going to sign to a label? No, no, I um. I feel like the, the the kind of the jump to wax it just made sense. I mean, they offered me a deal that was kind of like I. It's one of those things where like they have a lot of resources that I just wouldn't have on my own. Sure, you know, like they they just know they not only do they know people, but they have people like 
on retainer for certain things. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, they, they, they have access to things I don't. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not, you know, trying to like make it seem like it's purely just like a transaction, you know what I mean? But at the same sure. time, like business wide, business wise, I feel like it made sense. Like, I feel like, okay, like I kind of got handed this like little sliver of something, like I might as well try to maximize it, but also like they just came off like they were passionate about like the music and mm-hmm. like they were actually genuinely interested in like helping me do something with it. And I, that is like what was most like attractive to me, I guess was like, ah, people who like care. Yeah. And, and, and as you said earlier, like you like the bands on the label, right? So like you like what they're producing. It's cool that it's like, not like, I don't know, I'm going to choose some random label, like Warner brothers, right? Like that would be great. But do you recognize, yeah. do you like, do they find your vision? Do they understand your work? Do you like the work that they're putting out too? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I, I can, I definitely can't say if I was on Warner that I would like every band that was on there. <laughs> uh, probably, I, I imagine like Imagine Dragons or something is on Warner and I just can't get behind that. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I agree with you on that one. Not a fan over here. <laughs> Glad we cleared that hurdle. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you're, you're also putting out a show. You're going to be playing like a record release show on June 15th at Beat Kitchen. Um but you said when you started, it was kind of like your own, like, you know, little bedroom project. At what point were you like, yes, I have a desire to play these songs live? Um, I mean, initially I was like, you know, when the EP came out, like the first time, um, and like, it really didn't, I mean, no one was really listening to it except for my friends. I was like, yeah, maybe eventually, like, I'll just play some like DIY shows and just like, you know, a few, like nothing serious. Um, but pretty much as soon as like, I got like that like pitchfork review. I was like, I should like do something. I was mm-hmm. like, I, I really yep. should like I was like, I really should like call people up and be like, hey, will you please play with me? Because I need to I don't know, you know, like if people are wanting it and also like in general, like I like playing live shows. Like I I mm-hmm. I was as soon as it became like a prospect, I was like, Oh yeah, I think that'd be really fun. You know. I don't, mm-hmm. and no one makes money at this stuff. So it has nothing to do with mm-hmm. money. It's just like, right. I, I just like to play shows. Not till Warner's comes calling. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so well, you, yeah, let's talk about that. Oh, go ahead. Well, you, you, you've got a lot of friends that are in music. Um, is there currently a formal Snowell at band or are you just picking up people that are going to play, you know, whenever you need them for a show or how's that working for you? Um. Well, I mean, like the recording side of it, like the the songwriting side is all still just me. But like mm-hmm. live, I've had a pretty consistent lineup, thankfully, because it's like a little awkward when you're a solo artist, like getting people to just, you know, and you're like, no, don't play it like that. You got to. It's actually this, you know <laughs> sure. what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. I hate, yeah. I hate, um, I'm actually not that kind of person. Like, um, I, I usually just let whoever's playing with me play whatever they want, as long as it's like, within <laughs> the realm of the song, like, hey, uh-huh. you know? You don't yeah. have to play the lead. I just play That's it however right. you want. I don't care. Yeah. Um, it's more about having fun for me. But yeah, I thankfully I have a fairly consistent lineup. I've only we have someone who's playing bass with us now, and there are well at this I I was gonna say they're not the original, but literally the original bass player played one show with us. So <laughs> that counts. But uh, yeah, right. my my friends Jade, Matt, and Taylor are playing with me. Um, and they're great. I don't know. Uh, they're my awesome. friends, which is like what matters more to yes. me than pretty much anything. So absolutely. Uh, that's so cool. 
Um, yeah. So let's talk about that pitchfork review. Uh, did you know it was coming and, and like, what was that? What was that like to that whole experience? Um, no, I mean, I had no idea. I woke up to it basically. Whoa. Um, yeah, no. Cause at the time I was working at a high school, um, like in the North shore of, um, over here, like in the Chicago suburbs. Um, but you guys are from Chicago, right? Am I crazy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. We okay. Are. Yeah. So I, yeah, yeah, I was working in Glenview, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I don't live in Glenview. I'm not rich enough, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was working there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Before Warner, I forgot. <laughs> um, uh, but I was just like, I'm the moment that I found out about pretty much all like the, any sort of like snow that hype train was when I was sitting at my desk in the middle of like a class. I was just an, an, an instructional assistant, so the kids didn't give a shit about me. They didn't, <laughs> heed, they didn't heed my instructions. They, like, it, was, it was a whole ordeal. But um, I was just sitting there in class, like, and I checked my phone, and I just started getting like blown up. Like, I think I gained like, six, 600 followers like, on Twitter wow. like, overnight. Oh, my gosh. Um, and it was just weird. Like, and then I basically woke up like a week later and, and like checked my phone, and I woke up to like a someone tagging me in something pitchfork related and i was like what the actual fuck you know what i mean like, uh-huh. it's so weird like and it was really funny because me and um one of my best friends ryan who was the one who played the first noella show with me um oh the original bassist the original bass player yeah <laughs> no but he, yeah he played one show with me i loved him but uh we always used to joke about how like I don't I would never like Pitchfork would give me a two or something I'd be like yeah like it's just <laughs> too like it's too some forty one two blink one eighty two like they would they would hate it and give me a two and that was like a j- the joke and um yeah I, I don't know it's just just weird it, it was a bizarre I was elated like I was so happy um but then overall just like a bizarre experience to just wake it was like a span of like a week in which this occurred or something so it was just odd. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Uh, it's got to be weird. I don't know if you're like, if you read Pitchfork on any sort of consistent basis, but to see your name on there, you have to be like, holy shit. And did you feel like the review, they were like getting what you were trying to do? I always wonder if like somebody's to write a review and you're like, that's not what I was going for yeah. at all. Yeah, that, that does happen. Um, and I've seen, I've gotten like, I've, I've been sent a few things that people have written about like my music and I'm like, that's not quite it but uh-huh. <laughs> it's all up to it's all up to interpretation so yeah who am i to say but um i think i think they understood where i was coming from i feel mm-hmm. like if you like if, if anyone like knew me in real life and like understood my personality then like it would the music i read would make perfect sense and um i think they they kind of nailed it i think it it was a good review they did a good job abby uh, jones i think was who did it and she, she was great mm-hmm. well hopefully she yeah. gets to do the next one or the patron saint oh, of emo, Ian Cohen, right? Oh, I feel like Ian would tear my shit to pieces. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. I've heard him say good things about you. I, I mean, I, I think he mentioned me on like one of his podcasts or something, but I don't, I don't like know his. I don't like. I don't. I'm not aware of his lore very much because I'm not that mm-hmm. involved with emo. Um, but I don't know. Just, just scary. Just the prospect of it. Oh my god. He, would <laughs> he just rip seems like shreds. He seems like a uh, like an emo tastemaker, right? Like he's like, this is Very what's cool, so, yeah. and people are like, I'm with you. Yeah. Emperor's new clothes, yes. unless he listens to this and he loves it, in which case, he hope the great work Ian. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know him at all. I would, I, 
I'd like to look more into like his whole because he has a whole thing. He's got an aura, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I just don't know what it is. I haven't delved that deep. I think it's an it's American football related. He has an American football house on his arm tattooed. That's. I mean, he's he's a trendsetter because I feel like there's probably a lot of kids on TikTok who are gonna do the same thing too. <laughs> uh, I hope so. I hope that there's just a, a legion of Ian Cohen fanatics out there. But we're not here to talk about him. Uh, <laughs> t- talk to us about what your writing process is like. Are you like always writing? Do you have like bursts of creativity when you're like you're you're making moves off your five core tenets? How does that go? <laughs> um, well. Um, I'm kind of always writing, but like the creative bursts are very prevalent. We're like, I'll write like 10 songs in a row where I'm like, man, these are all kind of like trash. And then I'll write like five songs in a row. all like, I don't know where I'm like, oh, I really like these particular five songs and I'll go back to writing some doo-doo, you know? <laughs> um, so it, it definitely comes in spurts, but I'm always at least trying to write music. Like even if it, I don't finish the ideas or it's just, I have to keep writing. Otherwise I'll, um, I feel like I'll lose it. Correct me if I, if I misremembered this, but I think I read that, that you more or less said, you know, writing the music part is something that comes pretty easy to you, but, but the, the lyrics uh, is, is kind of not, not an afterthought, but, but is something that you have to work at more to get. Yeah. I mean, I hesitate. I hesitate to say afterthought, but it is like no. one level above an afterthought. Uh-huh. It's like something that I, <laughs> I am always thinking in terms of like, is this song going to be catchy? Because you know, like, there's so many bands I feel like that write like these just do do horrific bad lyrics, but like the song is so catchy that uh-huh. no one cares. And those are the kind. That's yeah. the kind of music I like. Yeah. So like you know like so to me I'm like I have to like shoehorn lyrics in after the fact and like listen to think of what the vocal melody is and I like have to mad libs in my lyrics and go on <laughs> uh, the rhymezone.com and like mm-hmm. okay now I gotta make it <laughs> like it's, it's it is a tragic process <laughs> yeah it's not good yeah but um, I do what I can I love I, I I find like so much humor in just the name of the first EP suburban indie rock star. Like people always want to like have all this cred, like, yeah, I'm in the city. I live in Logan square. Like I live in a cool area. Yeah. And you're like, Hey, I'm, I'm in the fucking suburbs. <laughs> I still want to be a rock star. Like am yeah. I misinterpreting yeah. that or is that intentional? No, no, no. You're, you're totally, totally right. I think like I was, I was pretty involved with like Chicago, like DIY, like indie rock circles for a while. And like, I think there's just something to be said about like college age kids who are involved in like a niche subculture and like the gatekeeping and like the cool guy Mm -hmm. thing. And like, I don't know if it still persists when people are older. Um, I know I've seen a lot of people. (laughs) I know I've seen a lot of people, at least around me, like in in that people that I knew from that circle. Now I feel like have eased up on it a lot, but I used to get Mm -hmm. teased, which is like crazy. Can you imagine like just teasing someone because they're just not, they don't live in Chicago like yeah it was like relentless too like it was it was not fun but like yeah eventually like i just was like dude like embrace it know, like you're yeah, also I mean, you it, exactly i'm like i don't know like i i don't i don't hate the suburbs i'm like a lot of people like i plan on moving closer to the city i'll probably move to like forest park or something mm-hmm. um but I think at this point I'm too prideful to actually live in the city of Chicago. I, think I have to live outside of it. 
<laughs> Otherwise, I'm not. Uh-huh. It, yes, it's just not, exactly. You know. But yeah, no, you're 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 nailing you you're right on the the, the head there. Like, you nailed it. I love it. I'm hoping that the next not and the next one's called Glory Days, but the next one's just like, hey, I'm never moving the fucking city. <laughs> Yeah, that's that actually might be the actual name of the EP. I'm never moving to the fucking city. The EP, it's destined for Warner. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, why would they not want that? Um, True. Something I'm interested about is you write really tight, concise pop songs. I'm like, you're fucking amazing at it. Uh, Thank you. And there's been this real big movement I've noticed in, in like the indie emo pop music world lately for like shorter power poppier songs um do you think that's just like people are intentionally doing that or it's just like that's just what people's writing styles is like could you write longer songs if you wanted to or are you like intentionally keeping it concise um i've always really liked like a like a two and a half minute like max three minute pop song so like for me personally like i like writing that way because like i once it hits like 3.30, 3.45, like if I'm listening to a song, I'm like, okay, like we get it. Like <laughs> you showed us the chorus, like you showed us the verse, you showed us a bridge, like it's it's done. Like wrap it up, next song. But I, I think a lot of people are sort of adopting that same like mindset. Like I mean, there's a lot of mm-hmm. people you write that are writing like super short songs. I mean, like I think off the top of my head, like Tony Molina was writing like, you know, one minute long songs, like however, mm-hmm. like, you know, several years ago and i just think it's so sick because you just get you get just the hook you get Mm -hmm. the part that everyone wants to hear and that's 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 the whole song you know yeah and then it ends and you're like i could use a little bit more of that but i'm also good with how it ends Mm -hmm. exactly and then well then you click rewind or you know you click you start the song over and you're exactly back you know i love that Uh, kind of stuff I don't, I don't know if you if you know them, but Second Grade, that band out of Philly, they write like some amazing like two minute pop songs and it, they get me every time I like have to listen to the album like three times through if I'm sitting there. Yeah. You know, what's funny is that someone in their attempt to like embarrass me, like put on my Spotify radio in the car and Second Grade was like the second song after <laughs> one of mine and it, like it was one of their songs or something. And I thought it was sick. I've never actually listened to them outside of like that one time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've heard a lot of people say great things about them. I keep seeing people talk about them on Twitter and I'm like, I should check them out. Only at your, at your own pace. Don't let us influence you. Uh, at my leisure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what I actually, speaking of Spotify, what I really like is you have done this really interesting thing that I haven't, I've started to see this trend of some musicians starting to do it. Uh, where they'll be like, here's my influences, what's inspiring me to, with the album I'm putting out. And you've done it for both EPs. Uh, what inspired you to do that? And um, it seems like <laughs> there's like similarities between both of them, but there are also differences. So uh, how much influence did those songs really have on your creative process? Well, the first question was why did i decide to do the inspiration thing? yeah i'm so sorry i hit you with two very disparate thoughts. no 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 you're no you're totally fine i think well i don't know that to be honest not a lot of, not a lot of thought went into that i was just kind of like oh well, if anyone really gives <laughs> if anyone really cares like what i was listening to going into the creation of this then they can look at this playlist um and then this one obviously since i did it last time i was like well i should do it again <laughs> so you're back in the corner <laughs> yeah i was like oh god i can't not no but um uh what was the what was the second question 
uh, the second question. Now I have to remember it. Uh, how much influence did those songs really have on like the creative process? Like I saw you threw a filter song on there. Were you like, yeah, I want to write a song like filter, uh, like take my picture. That um, that's a great song. Um, it is a great song, but no, not necessarily. I mean like those specific songs also like aren't the exact maybe songs I was listening to, like when I was creating the EP, it's more just like, because I, I I don't listen to that much music in general. Like, I feel like I've told my close friends, like, know that, like, I'm like, yeah, I, like, don't really consume music, which is weird. But that's because I, I just listen to the same, like, 10 bands over and over and over again. <laughs> and, and, and then I'll take breaks from listening to music so that when I go to write music, because I just want to, like, not mm-hmm. be super influenced by what I'm listening to in that moment. Yeah. Um. So, like, those playlists are more just like, yeah, like, this is, like, where in my head the songs that i'm thinking of like in my head when i'm writing stuff but now i'm not like listening to it and then being like okay what they do i need to do that you know what i mean <laughs> yeah sure uh, like an arms I think race. You can, no but you know you know you think like oh like a song like i know magic mountains on that playlist by the drums and i was like oh mm-hmm. yeah like some guitars like that like a guitar tone like that how i remember it might not even be accurate but it's just how i remember it love the drums um saw them oh, at yeah. subterranean a mil- million years ago very good uh, I might have too. We might have been at the same show. This was like 2011. Okay, no, the first time I saw them was 2013 or 14. I guess that's cool. So here I am gatekeeping. <laughs> ah! a bad joke, making a bad joke. I I do love Johnny Pierce though so much. Like I wish I could yeah. write a song with him. Uh, well, let's, fingers yeah. crossed. We'll see what we can do. Let's make that happen. <laughs> Uh, what band or artist do you feel like has significantly influenced you that you feel like people wouldn't necessarily think of? Like, obviously you had a journey phase, so maybe we're not journey anymore. Oh man, that, that people wouldn't know. I got, I'm so transparent with it. I mean, it's pretty mm-hmm. like, to me, it's so obvious. I'm like, yeah, like, especially like the glory days EP. I'm like, yeah, like, I don't know, straight up the starting line. <laughs> like like to me i'm like this sounds like a starting line ep even though i know it doesn't but like in my head it does mm-hmm. um um oh god let's just go starting line that's a good answer i mean sure we can go with starting line i can't think of anything <laughs> more obscure because i don't really listen to like obscure bands <laughs> i listen to the, <laughs> the pop bands it works for me um was it is it a conscious choice to put out EPs versus albums like full length full length albums? Uh, is that you being like I'm just excited I want to get this music out there, or is it that you see more value in an EP versus an LP? Um, well, for the first EP for sure, I just wanted to put out some music quick because I like had a little collection of songs, and I have I had been sending like other like old projects to my friends for like literal years. And then I wrote those few songs and I started sending them out. And then people were like, dude, stop sending me music and just put that out. And I was like, okay, great, I'll do it. <laughs> so I had five songs and I was like, great. And I put it out, you know what I mean? Just real quick. Um, and then for this one, it was a little bit more strategic this time. Cause you know, I went back and forth with wax about it and they were like, yeah, I think we should do another EP. Um, that way, you know, it's like two EPs that might in the future lead to a full length. And I think that would make, I just business wise and mm-hmm. for cohesion, I feel like that just makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, and I, and awesome. I, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, all I was going to say is like, and also to me, like the, these two EPs, at least to me are sort of like a, 
like a heads and tails of like the same, the same. Cause you see like the playlists are very similar. Like what, where I was going into it mindset wise, very similar places, but I feel like it's very much like a heads and tails. Whereas like yeah. the first one might've been a lot more like quote unquote indie or lo-fi leaning. And then this is a lot more like straightforward, like, all right, like blink 182, you know? Yeah. And I also think like thematically, like I know you, you made a joke, like, maybe lyrics aren't like you're at the forefront of what you're trying to do, but like the first CP to me kind of struck like, Hey, here's who I am. Like, please take my art. And this new one's kind of like, am I good enough? Like you have this stuff now. Like I'm good. Yeah. Uh, So was that like a conscious choice or did that the theme just kind of present itself as you went along organically? Oh, it's a little bit of both. I definitely like the CP I mean, like I said, I'd written a bunch of songs, so not all of them were about the same stuff, but it just kind of mm-hmm. happened where, like, I feel like the this arrangement or this this uh, series of songs, like, they do have similar themes in terms of, like, what the lyrics are about. It's just about, like, feeling weird about, like, um, getting a little... Not that I'm old by any sense of the word or anything, but, yeah. like, getting out of, like, the, the target demographic for things. Um I'm like a little bit outside of that, which I think I've like, obviously I've never been <laughs> in that spot before. So it was just weird for me. Um, yeah. Also like definitely, yeah, a lot of like just struggling with like, okay, like I'm feeling like I'm writing about all the same stuff and like, I'm just mm-hmm. complaining and like, does anyone give a shit? Like, mm-hmm. right. you know, I guess like a self-image, self-confidence thing. Like, yeah. Um, and all the songs are more or less about that kind of. Yeah. That's did it. I answer the question? I don't remember what yeah, I Yeah, no, you for sure did. Uh, okay. All right. Great. Aging out of it. That's a really, yeah. in, like, that, that happens to all of us. I remember when I went to college, I was like, my freshman year, I was like watching a TV show and it was about people in high school and being like really sad and being like, I'm older than those people. Like, this mm-hmm. isn't meant for me anymore. And being like, the hell's wrong with you? You're like 18 years old still. You're not like a geezer. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like, I, I, I still have to like remind myself that I'm like, not like some, you know, like old yeah, like you said, an old geezer. I'm not, not even remotely, but definitely being out of the like the 18 to 24 demographic of like, you know, like most of what people make is targeted there. And I'm like, oh, that is kind of fucking weird. Like, well, well, now, I mean, you're old enough now where you're going to look at it and go, all right, where am I going with this? You know, I'm not just fucking around with it when I'm 18. Um, uh, I've, I, I've, I've got a real potential here and you know, what's going to happen with it. You mean like in terms of like the music stuff for, yeah, for you, like where, where are you taking oh. this from here? Yeah. 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 No, you're, you're, you're definitely right. I feel like if this would have happened to me, like even like just a few years ago, I would have been like, cool. And then just like never mm-hmm. touched it again. Sure. <laughs> <Or something. laughs> I mean, just completely fumbled. I would have been like, Oh, okay, cool. That, that yeah. Fun. And, and and along those lines, you, you know, you got the new EP, which is awesome. It, it it's, yeah, great. it's great. We've been listening really to it nonstop. It. Yeah, it's fantastic. And thank you again for sharing it with us. Yeah, of course. And uh, yeah, and and so that's coming out June tenth. And you and you got the you know the whatever record release party, the 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 EP party at the Beat Kitchen on the fifteenth. Um, but what is what does the rest of it look like for you? Um, you, you, you? You know, you got a record label. You got is no earbuds your publicity company promoting things and um they've done they've definitely done some stuff they did stuff when we released or when i did one on the carpet for sure Mm -hmm. 
Um, okay. And I met, I don't know. And I wasn't like in direct communication like I was okay. last time for this round. So there's a potential that they were, I think they were. Mm-hmm. I have okay. no way to confirm okay. that, <laughs> frankly, because I just don't know. What's what's your plans? Are you, are you going on tour? Are you going to play a bunch of shows? you just going to sit back and w- wait for the money to roll in or what? Yeah, the I'm going to wait for that warning. No, you know, it's a, it's a good question. I mean, I just, it's, I'm, I'm, a, I'm also in a weird situation because it's like, um, I turned 26 last year. So that means I lost insurance, mm-hmm. meaning mm-hmm. that now, like, the stakes, if I like leave a job to go on tour, are, like a little higher mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. So, you know, like, I've been like, taking a real look at my life and I'm like what am i gonna do and i i'm not really i'm not too sure like right now i'm just working some whatever the fuck job and um i think i i want to do more music stuff you know like i, I want to keep it going it's more just like what's gonna make sense like i i don't think i could leave for like a two-month tour at this point in my mm-hmm. life um at least not right now unless i started making a lot more money at it then that would be a different story but Sure. It's just like that classic musician predicament of like, it takes sure. money to make money. And I, the only way mm-hmm. to make money is to work a job. And you know, it's like a classic, mm-hmm. total classic. Yeah. Predicament. So I'm, I'm, I'm in that trap right now. So uh, we'll see where I come out on the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you deem to be quote unquote success with uh, glory days? Oh God, that is a really good question. Um, Honestly, like I'm not someone who like I, I don't really focus too hard on like numbers or anything because I, I I think it's partially out of your control. I mean, like, yeah, I could be like, you know, like one of, like a TikTok person. I could like <laughs> go off on TikTok and mm-hmm. like I think I, I actually think I would be more successful if I just like got on TikTok and started making stuff. But at the end of the day, like I, I think what matters more to me is like if I'm proud of my work and if mm-hmm. weirdly enough, like if things are like generally like well received. Like, I think that like people's like a public opinion matters more to me, whether than than whether or not I like I'm playing shows with like Machine Gun Kelly or something. <laughs> um, so so to me, just like hearing any like people say like good things about the EP, like mm-hmm. makes me really happy. And that makes me feel super gratified. Um, so that's like a number my number one definition of success of success. But also number two, like, I think it would be really cool to. uh I don't know, just see like how it does like in the Spotify algorithm and like see if like mm-hmm. anyone latches onto it, like if some playlists like you know, like decide to include anything from it, like that would be like a secondary big success for me. Yeah, for sure. Or, may- or uh, may- maybe getting invited to play Pitchfork 2023. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I, I really want to play some kind of festival at some point. I don't care mm-hmm. if I'm like the bottom of the barrel doo-doo <laughs> 10, or, you know, 10 in the morning slot i uh-huh. do not care like i would love to play like a pitchfork fest or i'd love even like riot fest i think would mm-hmm. work really well oh yeah um i think that would be great um but that yeah that's like a goal more so than like a like a marker of success for the ep but i guess it does all tie in on mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh I had a really good question. I was going to ask it totally Uh-oh. slipped my mind just now. Um, it'll come back. It'll come back. Okay. Uh, no worries. What was I going to say? It was going to be the best question I asked so far. Oh, today. shit. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I, I guess I was going to say, like, 
what did it feel like as as your like star started to rise in the Chicago music scene? Was that like was that like a really surreal experience? Was that like relatively you come out of that other end like relatively unscathed from that? Um, I mean, I can't say it's altered my life really in any way. I mean, it is such a niche thing, right? Like being like mm-hmm. a yeah someone that's like you know a suburban a, indie would, rock star yeah a suburban indie yeah i would i would consider myself a uh like a d plus tier emo twitter <laughs> micro influencer no yeah. but like um you know like i no one really gives that much of a shit and i it's actually better that way like i don't mean that to like be like oh, no one really cares what i mean is like in the grand scheme of things like there's so many people that live here. It's like, who really fucking cares? You're not getting and, stopped uh, on the well, street and asked for your autograph. Yeah, exactly. No. And I, yeah. and I think that that's totally cool. So it hasn't really yeah. affected my life very much. Um, and um, I honestly, and I also think most of the fan base is still like on the internet and I'm trying to figure out <laughs> a way to like, where's the pipeline? How do I get these people from the screen to in front of me? I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I got to figure that out. <laughs> well, we, we, we got to line up some shows. I, I, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I do need to play more shows. Um, I think just with like schedules and stuff, like I've mm-hmm. had to be like a little bit more selective than sure. usual mm-hmm. over the past like year. Mm-hmm. But um, I know for sure we're playing another, I mean, I, I don't, I can't like announce it, but I know for sure we're playing another show in August. Um, and that one's going to be cool too. Excellent. Huh? Yeah. Very can't cool. wait. Yeah. Um, it'll be a blast. Well, now we're going to switch transitions to some Chicago-based questions. So we really cool. like to get very niche here and ask uh-huh. people questions about their thoughts on Chicago music and just random Chicago topics. Uh, sure. Our goal is to champion and advocate for uh, all things local Chicago yeah. music. So I love it. Or, uh, or, or suburban. Yeah, or suburban Chicago. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty f- I am pretty familiar with with Chicago. So uh-huh. I spent like three days three days. I've spent like the past six years of my life. I've spent like three days a week there. Uh-huh. All right. Well, good. Then you'll have a lot of good insight here. So the first question is: Are you a a, a deep dish thick crust pizza person, or are you a thin crust? Uh much bigger fan of like a tavern style pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my all-time favorite type of pizza is definitely like a New York style, for sure, for sure. Okay. Okay. I've Do been have... dying to go. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go go for it. No, I was gonna say I've been dying to go to New Haven because I've heard they have like incredible pizza. Oh, yeah, I've heard the same. Uh yeah. I've not had it though. I heard they like put like clams on it and stuff, all sorts of weird stuff. Oh, that's um, like a type of their pizza, but apparently just mm-hmm. their normal, like regular thick crust mm-hmm. pizzas, like it's mm-hmm. like New York, but better. Even. So I don't know. Um, so any, you have a, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Any place in the suburbs or, or in Chicago that, uh, that has your style of New York pizza. Um, I know for sure tavern. there are some that exist, um, in terms of New York pizza, I haven't been, I haven't been able to find a place that has like bomb New York slices. Like I will say, I feel like, um, boiler room has some pretty good pizza. It's not bad. Yeah. It's yeah pretty it's good. Decent. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of like a good, like a real good New York slice, I don't know. I what about tavern style? Do you have a, a a preferred tavern style location? Um, I don't think I necessarily have a preferred place, but there's somewhere that um, there's a place called Golden Crust. I think it's in Ravenswood. Oh yeah, in Kedzie. Um, mm-hmm. And before it was like a 
bar pizza place like it is now it was like a traditional like italian style joint with like red carpets and stuff mm-hmm. and a smoking <laughs> section mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and i've been going there and i've been going there since i was like since before i can like even remember so that place is like near and dear to my heart uh even though i don't know if it's necessarily like my favorite mm-hmm. but i i love going there because sure like, yeah, this is like reminds me of being like three you know yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely um yeah yeah i like that place it's on kedzie like right the kedzie brown line i think um yeah it is right outside of it you're right yeah uh favorite uh music venue to to see a show at oh damn um oh i admire places for different things like i really like the sound and just the general like arrangements in at lincoln hall Mm-hmm. I think they do a phenomenal job. Like I played there a couple times in the past and like the sound on and off stage is really great there. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. But also like, I also really like going and seeing shows like at the back of Coles. Yeah. Uh, because <laughs> yeah. I like dive bars a lot. So like, yeah. And hey, you know, you're speaking our language. Are, yeah. Shows at Coles are like, maybe not technically the best shows. Mm hmm. But like they're a blast. So like two totally different categories, but I yeah. would say maybe like maybe yeah. those two places. Awesome. Well, that's like back in the day if you went to a show at the fireside, right? You knew you weren't gonna get like good audio, right? But it was like all the vibe, yeah. all the experience you had going there. I wish I could have gone and when it like was a thing. May I I still don't like thinking about it now, I feel like I have to take a shower afterwards. The place was so dirty. <laughs> I believe it. Oh, it's the best. Um, what about for playing shows? Where's your favorite place to play in Chicago? Oh, um, Beat Kitchen on June fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Beat Beat Kitchen specifically on June fifteenth <laughs> will be my favorite place <laughs> yes. to play in Chicago. No, I I actually like playing at Beat Kitchen. I think it's like a it's like a sizable enough room, or like if it's packed, mm-hmm. you're like hell yeah. But it's also like small enough where you could like point at a someone in the back and be like, hey, will you like grab me another beer? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, you yes. know, like it's like one of those like, yeah yeah like those yeah they don't have that far to go I, yeah no i like beat kitchen but i, I would mm-hmm. say like if i had to really pick somewhere i've actually played maybe uh as much as this pains me to say maybe bottom lounge because i've played some mm-hmm. awesome shows at bottom lounge well i don't like love it there mm-hmm. i did have a cousin who worked there for a while and <laughs> it's a cool uh, spot no it it's it's cool and every time i played like the sound on stage has been great uh, and that just feels good. Um, we'll take that all day. Uh, so what do you think makes Chicago unique as like a, as a music scene in community? Um, I feel I, one thing I will say is I feel like in a world where like in a world, no, but uh, in a, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying like, in a world. We're still yeah. at signs to Warner records. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I feel like in a, in a, you know, like in the, in, in the music world where like, you feel like 60% of bands are from LA or New York. Um, I feel like, I don't know. Like, I just think we do it different here. Like just the style of dress. Um, like I, he, I see people like on, twitter from la all the time be like oh yeah like i always know when i'm at a recording session with like a chicago motherfucker because they come in with like their (laughs) big oversized jeans and like big shirt looking ratty as shit i'm like yeah like you know i don't know like there's not a whole lot of like glitz or glamour about it for a lot of bands i think um 
but I think just something about the atmosphere, maybe like the cold half the year just like lends itself to like, feel like a little bit more of like a homely feel, mm-hmm. which I think is yeah. like a little bit more like not, not so grandiose maybe in a lot of cases, yeah. in a lot of cases. Yeah. A little bit more down to earth. Yeah. Yeah. Work, working for it. Um, I don't know if you, if you buy records, you dabble in that world, but do, if you do, do you have a, a favorite record store? Uh, I actually have never purchased a piece of vinyl that wasn't for someone else. I don't own a record player. <laughs> I am a, I'm a big advocate for like technology as a whole. Like I'm, I'm really interested in technology. Mm-hmm. So like as soon as streaming became viable, like, I mean, obviously I know that like, it's not maybe financially for like artists mm-hmm. like, the best thing, but it's like, mm-hmm so ridiculously convenient and i'm just like oh god yeah i'll just stream it and like if i don't feel like streaming like i'll download it i still have like an old mm-hmm. ipod it's actually right it's right here oh uh, yeah nice. like that rip yeah, ipods not, yeah it's an ipod classic um and i'll like you know if i don't feel like it's like ethical to stream something or something like you know in a case like that where like an artist is specifically being like, Hey, like I'm pulling myself off streaming services. Like mm-hmm. I'll go and download it and I'll put it on my iPod and I'll listen to it in my car. So Neil Young. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll torrent his whole discography. And, uh, uh, yeah. He yeah. doesn't need the money. He's good. No. Yeah. No, screw Neil Young. Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, what have you been listening to lately? We just saw your iPod. What's on the iPod? Ooh, no, right now the iPod's old classic. <laughs> not, okay. old, not old classic. So stuff I listened to in high school, like there's this band I, I really used to like. Well, I still like them, but you know what I mean? Like I started mm-hmm. liking them when I was like 15 or something. Sure. Called This called this Time Next Year. Um, They're just like a pop punk band, but like sure. I love that band. I think one of their songs may have been on one of the inspo playlists, Um, but I found like all their old stuff on here. I used to like really like, do you guys ever become familiar with easy core like the genre that was like pop punk that had like metal core breakdowns in it Mm-mm. uh <laughs> yes it was a, <laughs> yeah. a a goofy i mean i loved it but goofy like myspace era thing that like yeah it's a total relic like you look at it now and you're like i may i understand why it worked then <laughs> um but I used, so there's a lot of that stuff, just like old stuff I listen, I used to listen to when I was like ages maybe like 13 through 15 or 16. Um, when, but in terms when, of like what I'm actively listening to, mm-hmm. um, pretty much. The, and I'm I always feel bad when people ask me this because I always say the same stuff. I don't change it up. Like <laughs> I know I need to get inspo from somewhere else someday. But like I'm like re obsessed with the band Dive again. Yeah, like oh, for the nine thousandth time in my life, like as if I haven't been listening to them literally since ocean came out like <laughs> 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah. I'm a big fan, but it is the, te- don't forget it is the 10 year of ocean. So I, um, I saw that and they're putting out uh like re-releasing it with a bunch of extra stuff. on I it. know I want it so bad and I'm so broke. And I'm like, Oh, like, <laughs> I just want it so bad. <laughs> but yeah, like I've been listening to like nothing but like ocean and is the, is our like their second record. And yeah, um, there's, there's a few songs on there on that one that came out a couple years ago that I really like too. I think the yeah, spark I was really going to say, yeah, I thought deceive it's called deceiver. I just looked it up. I don't know yeah. that off the top of my head, but I think yeah. that um, is actually stronger than is the, is our, what? I'd say it fast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on face. Okay. All right. Oh, that one's, that one's stuck with me more than the other one. Let's just say that. Well, I, 
I get it. I think Is The Is Ours just really bloated. There's too many songs on it. But I think the songs that, in my opinion, the songs that work on Is The Is Our are often stronger than the songs that work on Dece- Deceiver. But I think Blankenship is like one of the best songs that I've ever written. That song is amazing. Yes. Yes, they are really great. Oh, now I'm going to yeah. have to listen to them. I hope mm-hmm. you're happy. Uh, yeah, you know, when you were talking good. about Easy Core, it, it made me think of, and I don't know if this is an Easy Core band, but just hearing your description of it, Hit the Lights. Do you ever listen to them? Totally. Yeah, they were they were in that whole thing, that whole uh, okay. School Start Fights album. Yeah, okay, out, like, cool. Like the Neon Paint thing. Like, yeah. That record, it was super like Easy Core adjacent. Okay, good. Cool. I'm not crazy then. You, cool. No, you nailed it. You nailed it. You <laughs> really right. nailed it. Oh man, I feel so good about myself now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so our our last question we always like to leave on is: uh, we are huge. You talking about dive bars really struck a chord with us because we're huge fans of of dive bars and, and cheap drinks. So oh, yeah. uh, my all time favorite cheap drink is is PBR. I was telling a friend actually the other day when I first moved back to Chicago like a decade ago, I, I applied for a job with PBR and the description's like, why should we hire you? And I was like, look, I've had like literally hundreds of your beers. I know how good they are. <laughs> they never got back to me. It's so weird. Yeah. Uh, if you're Makes listening no to PBRs, I'm still ready to be a ban- brand ambassador. Uh, yeah. So what's your favorite cheap drink? My favorite cheap drink. I don't really drink hard liquor. I have never been a big fan. I mean, sometimes I'll like mess around with like a gin and soda or like a tequila soda. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually like if I'm going anywhere, I'm never ordering anything other than like a cheap domestic light beer. So <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> like, do you have a, do you, I, do you have a favorite? Uh, yeah, I think it's rather unfortunate because I think Bush light might be my favorite. beer. Um, which is controversial and also, uh-huh. like, I probably wouldn't necessarily like agree <laughs> with their brands, like politics and who they do sure. at the mm-hmm. end of the year. But um, I do, I do like to engage in some uh, good old Bush time. Uh, but otherwise, <laughs> I, otherwise I'll take a Miller light like yeah. any day of the week. Like no questions asked. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you dabble with a natural light? I have dabbled with a good old natty light in the past. <laughs> Um, but at this point in time, I don't think I'm quite desperate or hard yeah. strapped for cash enough to, to resort it, to the natty lights. It, it, it can be a little hard to find too. <laughs> I have a buddy. I mean, who... not over here. <laughs> <laughs> not over here. You find a whole lot of natty lights. I, I have a buddy who, who will buy it over like Miller light. He's like, it's just so cheap. And so he only ever calls it naturals. He's like, I picked up some naturals the other day. So I mean, respect to your friend, but they are. The, the, <laughs> the, I will say, there's a gas station like right by where I live that <laughs> sells a 15 pack of Natty Lights for I dude. It has to be like 7.25 or 7.50 or something. Like it is, it like leads you to to the point where you're like, I don't know if this is like actually edible. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm right, not quite right. sure. Yes. Ah, oh, cool. Mm, yeah, that's the good stuff. Uh, so I lied. We have one other thing. Was there anything you'd like to plug? You see, you have. Glory Days comes out June 10th. You're playing at, at Bee Kitchen June 15th. Uh, any, anything else we should be aware of right now? Um, I guess the only other thing, um, I'm probably, we're going to put out a, a pre-save for this. Well, you said this is airing when? June 1st. Uh, uh, well, by that time, because we're putting out a, another song. We're putting out Can't Hear the Phone on May 31st. Ooh, so that they Love that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Nice. Yeah. Interesting choice for two singles too, because I feel like 
the other three songs are so like all killer no filler type of vibe yeah you know? yes yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yes like, um but yeah yeah i don't know I don't, I don't think i have anything else to plug uh uh, yeah, I, got nothing. I feel like I should have been prepared <laughs> at something, but I'm like, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Hey, that's why we do it live. Yeah. Uh, I love yeah. it. Th- yeah. Thank you so much for your time today, mm-hmm. Snow. Um, really looking forward to everyone getting a chance to hear Glory Days. It's, it's awesome. It's really, yep. really good. Yep. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. Congratulations. Sorry, no, I was going to say congrats. I was going to stroke your ego a little bit more. Congratulations. You oh, amazing. Stop. <laughs> no, I, I really appreciate you guys having me on, though. That was, that was a, a phenomenal conversation. So yeah, thank, thank you. you we like to think so too. Yeah. Hey, um, like, I am pretty damn good at this. You're not wrong. No, <laughs> I would definitely not say that. It's very reliant on the guest. Uh, mm-hmm. We've been very fortunate to have a lot of really talented people yeah. like yourself on. So they make our jobs very easy. Yeah. You guys are doing great. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, you... we'll, we'll definitely leave this Take part in credit. for sure. <laughs> Take some credit. It's yeah. been fun. Okay. Just... You're right. It was, it was 51% you, 49% us. There we go. You're definitely right. You should take the clip of me being like, you're doing a great job and just insert it. Randomly. <laughs> like you're doing a great job. That's my daily affirmation, right? Maybe we yeah, make a song out of it. Job. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, oh, you're right. We'll it's the next Snow Ellis song. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, cool. Well, thank you so much for your time. We really, really do appreciate it. Um, I hope you have a great night. Yeah, you guys too. Thanks so much for listening today. We are no wristbands. We drink for free. Music, of course, has been provided by Merlin Wall. Please check them out on Spotify or on Bandcamp. Please also subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at no wristbands and check out our website at no wristbands.com.